Hi folks, Matt here. I wanted to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this week's episode just to let you know that we recorded this before finding out the news of Chadwick Boseman's passing. Most people already know Chadwick Boseman, an amazing actor, passed away at the age of 43 after a private four-year battle with colon cancer. His family revealed the news through their channels uh, just on Friday. He portrayed such legendary black individuals on screen like Thurgood Marshall, Jackie Robinson, and of course, his groundbreaking role as uh, Black Panther with Marvel Studios. It's a, it's a pretty big loss. We're still dealing with it over here on our end, and we want to discuss it properly on next week's episode. Uh, for now, I'm going to go ahead and put you through to the episode that we recorded this week and just tell somebody you love them today. Take care. Hello. What up, P-Funk? P-Funk? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. What up? All right. All right. All right. I did look up my um, theater, my local theater's tickets for Tenet, and they haven't sold any. Wow. That's surprising. And it was like opening night type thing. That's really surprising. I almost wonder if they're not just blocking it for some reason. Just saying. Well, they, block, they had a bunch of seats blocked out on there. Okay. And then oh. a bunch that were shown as open. I think there might have been like one or two tickets sold. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. See, I if, mean, it, I, if it was none, then I would think, oh, okay, maybe they're just trying to do something different, like not putting them on sale yet or... Yeah. Trying to no, I think there I think there might have been one or two sold. See, yeah, that's that's concerning. But I I read somewhere. Ah, what the hell? We'll just do a rolling start. I read somewhere that they released it in Korea already. I want to say like South Korea. Mm-hmm. And it already made like a million bucks there. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's gonna make some money, but I, man, I don't know how they're gonna make back their money. It's this amount that they're trying to get this whatever, however much we talked about in the past, like for tenant, like I just don't, I don't see it happening. Right. Because well, there are people that are diehard movie fans are like, no, fuck this, I'm not doing it. And they've said like, you know, they talk to these experts and stuff. And they're like, the movie theater's the last place you want to be. Right. I mean, honestly, even even just based on, and this is something you and I talked about after last week's episode, the preview image that you found um just for what what a movie i think that was like an amc photo yeah right yeah Yeah. so even in that very image they couldn't get people to adhere to the guidelines because yeah you expect people to take off their mask when they're eating but there was a woman Uh just straight up chilling back there and no snacks in her lap next to her just Uh stone face there were a couple people in that image that weren't social distancing. It was like a, a back page of highlights, just looking for all the right. wrong things with the image. Right. Yeah, it's just, it's not going to happen. No. I don't think. I mean, I'm not going, and I love seeing movies in theaters. I love Christopher Nolan movies. I really want to see Tenet. And I, I want their, I, I need to know the mystery behind this man's beard. It's so tight. It's so tight. I want to know who he goes to. Who's his barber? Who trims that up? Because that is an amazing, amazing cut he's got going on right there with that beard. This is just a, a very guy-specific thing. I'm like, I don't get it, but okay. 
<laughs> I mean, if you had if you had hair on your face, you'd want it to look nice and neat. No, no, no. I I get that. Like, I just, but I don't at the same time. Okay. I'm like, I get it, but I also am like, I don't care. Nah. Well, that's an impressive beard, though. Anyway, um, yeah, I, man, there's so many things that are that are on the line right now, as far as like releases, like uh, Wonder Woman. You know? Yeah, I know. Are they still trying to release that in theaters? They're, they're still sticking to that, yeah. And they just put out a new trailer for that over the weekend. Yeah, that looked really good. That it does. was impressive. It does look really good, but man, it don't look get sick good. <laughs> no, I'm not going. I don't care what the movie is, I'm not doing it. Is there a movie, I was going to ask you, is there a movie that would tempt you? That I mean, Wonder just... Woman would have been the closest. Okay, okay. I would say, based off of movies that I can think of off the top of my head that are coming out soon. Right. That would have been the closest not doing it. Yeah. I know a lot of people want to see Black Widow. I mean, that wouldn't do it yep. for me, but, you know, I know a lot of people, especially for that for that rumor start flashback cameo in there. They want to see it for that. Yeah. I'm sure so. that's going to be good. I yeah. mean, I, I think it's going to be an enjoyable movie, but yeah, no, no, I'm, there's, there's no movie that can uh, make me go see one. Uh, probably before vaccine, honestly. Right, right. I was looking forward to that Ghostbusters, uh, the new one with, with uh, Millie Bobby Brown starring. Has that been delayed till next year? I think so. Yeah, I know the ho- there was supposed to be another Halloween sequel that was delayed till next year as well. Yeah, there was a good lineup of stuff supposedly uh, coming out this year, and it just, of course, you know, best laid plans. Yeah, um, they're making two more of these new Halloween movies. Man. And they've just shifted them back a year each. Man, oh man. And not only that, but there's a lot of stuff that just abruptly stopped, you know, because of course, like mm-hmm. everybody, I'm I'm marathoning a lot of T V shows and mm-hmm. I noticed that, man, a lot of them just have weak endings for these season yep. finales when they normally wouldn't. Like uh it's not weak per se. It's not just like, oh, this is so bad I'm never gonna watch it again. But no, it's like but you you have to go online and just kind of like see what the community is saying about things. Yeah. Uh, Doom Patrol. I love Doom Patrol. I, I loved yeah. the second season. But yeah, it just stopped in a place where I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait for the next one. And then you go and it's like, oh, we suggest that you watch um, this Chris Farley movie next. Or mm-hmm. uh, how about this stand-up special from uh, Jill Cunningham? Okay. Yeah. Um, a lot of shows are getting delayed. Although I have seen a few of them getting going again. Um, one that was really interesting was <coughs> uh, this actress who's on the show The Goldbergs. Yeah. Uh, she was the same one who was on Rio Nine One One. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The mom. Yeah. So yeah, so she is, she was showing that they're back in production. Wow. Starting this week, they started production back up, and she showed what their production looks like. Well, I'm sure a lot of shops are being extra careful right now, and you know, oh, yeah. I, more power to them. You gotta, you gotta get your people back to work. Not only the people uh, in front of the camera, but behind it too, because mm-hmm. I mean, folks are hurting all over right now. So it's it's, it's bad, yeah. It's a money making endeavor, of course, but it's also taking care of your your crew at the same time, yeah. and I, I get that aspect of it. It's been yeah. So I'm more long. concerned about the crew and like. You know, extras and, and people like that than I am, you know, the leads of a show because they're under contract and they'll be more than likely they'll be okay. Yeah. 
Um, you know, but yeah, all these shows are going to be delayed coming back. And, um, you know, what she was showing, how they have like the face mask or face shields, mm-hmm. like because they have to still wear makeup and everything and how they're. So their clothes have to go into these bins mm-hmm. and like the clothes that they come in have to go into like a special bag. And it, yeah, it's just I'm sure they have contracts that tell them that say like you can't socialize. Otherwise, you're getting huge fucking trouble. I don't know. So I see that Keanu Reeves is, of course, he's doing the the uh, virtual press tour for Bill and Ted three. Bill and Ted face the music. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know we're both very excited about that. For sure. uh, comes out this Friday. Uh, I'm going to make one of my rare exceptions and actually stream this one so i'm looking forward to that mm. um he was <laughs> he was giving an interview just talking about yeah you know uh, a lot of stuff is shut down however uh matrix 4 has uh, resumed production at this point are they in or but are, aren't they in pre-production on that? no they're filming like they oh, had a, they had an on-set photo and everything of him on a motorcycle wow. uh with with trinity yeah yeah. I mean, we are in a different position than we were in even just a couple months ago. Um, you know, I saw someone make a comment. I think it was on Reddit because I, I check for like updates on vaccines and things like that. And someone was saying like the plague or, or not the plague, whatever, the the pandemic of 1918, I think was what they were specifically discussing. They were talking about like lasting one of these particular um issues was like five years wow and they were like and but the thing is they were like look this was five years without the technology that we have true so how you know like you're going oh man this one lasted five years this one lasted three years or whatever they're like how accelerated is literally everything we have just based off of communication alone like yeah, doctors we talk about... in one country can communicate treatments with another country and then everyone can move forward knowing, okay, this doesn't work or this does work, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean you should be reckless or anything like that, but I think that they are getting better at um, understanding it a little bit and navigating things. I don't know. I want a vaccine, but I also want a safe one. I know that that takes time, so it does. And you're right. You know, we we talk all the time about how time is just moving so fast. Of course, you know, mm-hmm. these days everything just moves in in, in in such a faster speed. And this is one of those times where it's actually a good thing that time is just flying yes. by, because yeah. that means Although time does not feel like it's flying in in pandemic years. Yeah, about you, but yeah, it's a it's a double edged sword because. You look up and you realize, well, fuck, man, I've been home since April and it's August. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Right. The days feel long, but all of a sudden you're like, wait, what the fuck? Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. Yeah. I've personally, and I'm sure a lot of folks feel this way too, and I'm sure I've discussed it before. I'm at the point where it's like, what else? What else can possibly affect me the way the things that have been happening can affect me, have affected me. I, I don't know. Sir, do not play that game. <laughs> <laughs> don't tempt that fate. Yeah. No. 
Uh, you know, I was talking to Ryan, and he made a good point. He's like, you know, some bad things happen, and when we kind of try to lump it all into 2020, this year's shit, 2020, like, he's like, you're kind of, you know, almost giving it too much power sort of thing. He's like, yeah. you know, bad things happen. Um, uh, there's a, a person within my circle who's having to get, basically, like, very quickly get open heart surgery. Oh, wow. And I was like, shit, like, uh, you know, 2020 or whatever. And Ryan was like, yeah, but, you know, things happen every year and we kind of can't just, you know, be that way about it. And he's like, I'm not trying to lessen your whatever you're feeling right now, but understand that not everything is the, is the 2020. Some things are just things that happen. And I was like, yeah, that's true. That's that's fair. I feel two ways about that. You know, that's that's a fair that's a fair observation, definitely. He said it better, and it was a longer conversation too. In his defense. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean it's 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 a fair point and logical. And I'll say this: it it has it's more it's, it's more a sense of things coming to a head this uh-huh. year, just things yeah. that have been just culminating for so long. Like we knew right. we knew back in 2016, shit was going to hit the fan eventually. We knew mm-hmm. that was going to happen because of obvious things that went down, you know, in our country. Um, yeah, I, I think we just wanted, so, like, the worst things to maybe hopefully happen after when we had adults again. Yeah, but I really think, and this is my second point, I really think the mindset of just blaming things on a particular year, you know, with with mm-hmm. us going, man, I can't wait for this year to be over, that sort of thing. I think it, that really gained more traction in 2016 because yeah. we lost a lot of just positive forces and celebrity wise. We lost a lot of celebrities that year. We lost Prince. We lost David Bowie, Gene Wilder, uh, Carrie Fisher, George Michael, Debbie Reynolds, you know. Jesus. Yeah. I forgot how many we lost that year. Yeah. Carrie Fisher. I've talked about this before. That fucked me up. Right, you know, I did not expect it to mess me up the way that it did. And even Prince, I mean, Prince. Um, I think like we recently just had the anniversary of his death or something like that that just passed. You know. Yeah. Oh I no, was, I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm completely wrong. He died April twenty first, twenty sixteen. Yeah, that huh. was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Quarantine time. Time is a flat circle. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm getting at is, like, in 2016, of course, as as all those celebrities were were passing away, we were just like, this year's got to end. It's got to end. We're losing so many good people. This has got to stop. And, yeah, just every year after that, it's always just been, like, the meme. Oh, shit. I can't wait for 2017 to be over. But Ryan's right. Yeah. You can't blame it on a calendar year. This is us reaping what we've sown. Obviously, everything's not our fault. Obviously, everything isn't a result of, of just, like, you know, the folly of man. Uh, you know, but yeah, a lot of it is. A lot of it is just fucking Yeah. yeah. And we're learning a lot of truths about people. Yeah, and and I understand the I think another argument of oh god we just got to get through this year is the idea of we have like we for a very long time have been like we got to get to 2020. Yeah. <laughs> to vote the Cheeto out. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't fix everything, but it's like uh can we can we put a bandage on this gaping wound and then be able to handle some of the other shit? 
You know, yeah. I think that that's a because it has been four years of of unrest and anxiety. Very true. You know, uh, very few like I've had very few like con- like moments of ease in like four years, mm-hmm. and I feel like most of us can say the same. Because, like, look at how many times he's been like, God damn it, he's tweeting about North Korea. Right, it's like, like Jesus Christ. Yeah, it, it never stops. It has yeah. never stopped for four years. This year has just been the worst of the four. Mm-hmm. Because things outside of that control happened. We got a perfect storm, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and, there's, there's uh, just so much. Right, right. So that's why people are going like 2020 fucking sucks. But you know, right. I don't know. Ryan was give, was given a lot of wisdom uh, in in reference to that stuff, and I was frustrated because I was dealing with book rejections, which is a normal thing that happens when you're trying to get a book published. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I was very emotional about it, and I was like, I don't think this is going to get published, kind of thing, which is a, a reality that I have to face. And uh, and Ryan Ryan said, which this is this is pretty fucking cool. Uh, moment uh, he said is that the best you've got is that the best thing you've ever written is that the only book you got in you is that and he's like are you the best person you can possibly be right now and i was like no and he said all right so you've got more so you're only moving ahead you've only got you can only grow from here you, you you're go. gonna get better as a writer you're gonna get better as a person you're gonna have all of this stuff He's like, if this is the best you think you can do, then sure, you can just quit and stop right now. But if you think you got more, you're just going to keep going. And I was like, motherfucker. And then I went and I wrote. <laughs> That's really cool. And you know what? Realistically, you know that. You you obviously yeah, know that. But, but Hearing it from an outside source definitely helps. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. A, a good friend knows when to strike with that truth. Yeah. You know, a good friend knows when to let you mourn, and a good friend knows when to pick you up and dust you off. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I definitely have a lot of those moments. And, you know, whatever. Whatever happens with the book happens with the book. I'm starting a new one now. I'm kind of uh, bracing myself for that very strong possibility because it's a very tough industry. Um, but, you know, you have to be prepared. If, if you're not trying, what are you doing? Exactly. You know? And just because your book currently isn't published, you're still a writer. You're still doing yeah. it. So, and yeah, I'm still doing the thing. So still doing the thing. Yep. Sometimes that's all you can do. But yeah, so like I, I, you know, having those moments of like, God damn it, this year and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like at the same time, there, there are no, like I, I, I appreciated that moment of pointing out like, you know, everything wouldn't be perfect if the year wasn't labeled 2020, right? Like, yeah, it's just, we, we've been joking back and forth that it's hard mode. Mm-hmm. Everything is on hard mode. It's <laughs> yeah. It's writing on hard mode. It's, In a way, you know, a, a re- very he's redesigning his house on hard mode. It's going through a breakup on hard mode. Yeah, it's in a, in a very tiny silver lining. It's good to have something to blame it on. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's that. <laughs> no, that's true. It is. It is nice to have a thing to blame on. Uh, but as we know. I mostly just blame myself, so it doesn't matter what year it is. (laughs) Like, man, I'm having a really shitty day. Oh, man, you know, uh, shit, I should just, yeah, nobody's going to understand me having a shitty day. No, you know what? You know who else knows how it is to have a shitty day? Everyone. Talk to somebody. 
<laughs> they can level with you. They can they can lend an ear. <laughs> yeah, I literally have had this uh, um, thrown in my face one time, which I did not appreciate. But mm. uh, when sometimes when you disclose things to people, they use it against you, which is not uh, fun. No. Um, but you know that is a thing where you it's called uh, and I always mispronounce this word catastro- catastrophizing. God damn it, I can't say it. where you're creating a catastrophe. Okay. And it's a thing that people with anxiety disorders do. You become chicken little is the joke that's always been in my household, at least. Ah. Uh, you know, you're, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. And it's like, okay, but is it? Like, is it actually falling right now? Or are you blowing out of proportion? Unfortunately, sometimes if you tell people that, they use that as a uh, your feelings invalidated because you are... Uh, a person who goes to the worst. I'm like, Breaking oh, news, this just cool. in on BBC.com, oh. the sky is falling. No, it's not. Okay. Sounds about Continue. right. Come no. on. <laughs> <laughs> but Melania Trump is talking about re-election right now, so. Oh, born a poor black girl in Chicago. <laughs> Man. So, all right. All right, all right. I have I have wrestling stuff to talk about. You want to talk about it now or later? Oh my god, just get it over with. Okay, gonna rip it off quick like a band-aid. So yep. WWE, <laughs> um, who who recently has I swear to God, we're not making this a wrestling podcast or a ducks <laughs> podcast. And you keep trying it and it's not gonna happen. Continue. See, unlike unlike the ducks, I just like talking about the wholesomeness of the ducks and how it's a wonderful show and blah blah blah. But with wrestling, it's all just like marvelous shit. Just like crazy shit that shouldn't happen. Not from like, oh, but this I is a great show. You want to discuss the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and I wonder. <laughs> well, it's like that, except pretend that while backstage at the marvelous Mrs. Maisel filming, um, somebody shows up to work in a clan outfit. Right? <laughs> yeah. So okay, check you this. have my attention. Continue. All right, let's go. So recently, WWE debuted this thing called the WWE Thunderdome. Now, what this is supposed to be, as they say, is a virtual fan experience. So okay. while the wrestlers are wrestling live in a ring, uh, they've rented out the stadium and set it up so they are surrounded by hundreds of video screens. And on right. each screen is a fan's face who is watching the show live online. Okay, that's kind of cool. So what you would think would happen is is that they would vet these participants and make sure that, you know, they have nothing in the background, they're not advertising other How <laughs> is this not just a sea of dicks? That's exactly what I was betting on. As soon as I heard right. about this idea, I was like, how long until somebody drops dong live on TV? Ugh. It was so much worse than that. So much worse. So initially... Um, it was innocent little stuff. Like people were uh, putting Mario on their screen. Somebody mm-hmm. put Mario up. Somebody put Pikachu, confused Pikachu, on their screen. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah, okay, that's cool. You know, haha, funny, whatever. Homer Simpson's watching wrestling. That's great. Yeah. Um, and then the, the idea is that as soon as something, uh, the, the screens rotate, not rotate physically, but like they would rotate people in and out of these screens as, as they're mm-hmm. watching. So it's like, a new fan always has a chance to be on TV, uh, you know, at different times of the night. Instead of the fans 
putting their own faces up there. Someone put up a still image of Chris Benoit. Now, it wasn't just like him in a wrestling ring, shirtless and looking sweaty and nothing like that. It was his him in regular clothes, but some industrious person uh, found the picture uh, that was, uh, you know, put on put on the screen at that time. So you have Chris Benoit, uh, who uh, years ago killed his family and then himself. Oh, also I, I was like, I have wrestler. no idea who this is. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't know if that was like mainstream enough. You know, no. it was the whole thing because no. they've they've talked about it on my favorite murder before. They've talked about it on. on I, yeah, now that you mention that, it does sound familiar, but I I did not recognize that. Right. So the short version is is he was um, a, a a professional wrestler for many years that had yeah he had like head injuries head injuries yeah. because his his finishing move was the uh, just falling off the top rope and headbutting his opponent. You know, right. Uh, and they found out he had head in- and head injuries after he killed himself, of course. But mm-hmm. his last act on this earth was that he murdered his wife and 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 son, mm-hmm. and then hung himself from his exercise equipment while at home. And yeah. the WWE uh, rushed to just bury his legacy completely. They don't talk about him. They don't put him in any type of you know uh, periodicals. They right. put out. They just say, okay, look, this is a dark chapter. We're not talking about him ever again. And I mean, I fair. don't blame them. Yeah. Right. But, you know, fans, uh, some some fans with a dark sense of humor try to make it into a, a thing. And so yeah. they put his picture on TV. Then came the other shit. So then somebody dressed up in a Klan uniform and started waving a Confederate flag. That was on TV for an, a, a certain amount of time. Um, recently one of the, the female wrestlers has been getting death threats and actually what? came home to find someone in her home. Oh, fuck. And that person was arrested and that trial is currently ongoing where oh, she's, my God. you know, trying to get this dude locked up. They put his picture on the screen at one point. But the worst thing of all, and I, I this was on screen, I guess, for like half a minute or whatever. They, they put up, um, a still image of one of those those uh, ISIS uh, beheadings. Oh fuck! Now no, these screens, I've, I've you can't clearly. Oh, yeah, God. exactly. If, yeah, like the same person, but those those screens while watching the show are so tiny, you have to squint to see what's going on. Like obviously, you're going to recognize right. Mario or Sonic or something like that. But this other shit, people were finding on Twitter and mm. saying, "Is that? Oh my God, that is!" You know. And of course, WWE had to put out a, uh, they had to put out an apology saying, yeah. uh, this abhorrent behavior displays WWE's values and we have zero tolerance for these unacceptable acts. We are working to ban those involved from future events and per our policies, any inappropriate actions result in the removal from the live stream. Now, that sounds great. How are they going to enforce that? It's yeah, damn near impossible. Happening. Because I signed up to be one of the heads on TV watching uh, during one of their pay-per-views right. on Sunday because, you know, being on TV, whatever. I mean, some people get a thrill out of that. That's fine. No shame. But if you get to watch a pay-per-view for free and all the only cost of yeah. admission is your face is on the screen for a couple seconds, fine. I'll yeah, watch you'll that. pour yourself out for that. Exactly. I've done it for less. So Yeah. Oh, for absolutely nothing. Exactly. So It's, it's honestly scary. What you? <laughs> how how many times you've been like, oh, I don't need that. No, you promised we wouldn't yeah. talk about that. Um, 
so yeah, you know, I'm like, all right, let me go through the process and everything. And all they do is they send you a link. They tell you what time you're going to be live. And they say, don't share your link with anybody else. You don't have to sign anything. You don't have to go through uh, a security check. You just click the link. Camera turns on. Bam. Only fans. That's all you. Ugh. That's creepy. It is. So, obviously, some people took liberty with that. There's some sick individuals that are into professional wrestling, especially WWE. And it was very short-sighted of them to give these people just an open invitation to show their ass, literally and figuratively. (laughs) Yeah. So... Yeah, bad form. I don't know yeah. how they plan to enforce this. I'm curious to see how it works out, but not curious enough to watch until yeah, they figure this out. Yeah, you don't know what you're going to see. Right, right. So, I mean, it's it's like NBA does it, um, you know, but they've they've had great success with it. Yeah. I know I, that I, in baseball, what they've been doing is they, they are selling the seats, and they'll put cardboard cutouts in the seats Yeah. of, of people, and they yeah. donate that money to charity. Um, so one thing that was really cool, uh, Brody Stevens, you remember that comedian, mm-hmm. uh, who passed away uh, several years back. Yeah. So I guess he was a huge Dodgers fan. So someone, oh. someone, I don't know who paid to have Brody Stevens, uh, cut out in the stands. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, you know, even like you're talking about like having like beheaded videos, stuff like that. I remember when like they uh, they hung Saddam Hussein and like a lot of people my age we were young and a lot of people had watched it and I refused like I was like I'm not watching that shit no like I I just knew I think I just knew really early that like I would be I would not be okay with that no you know and that's fine you don't have to that's just it you it's, it's not at your see discretion. That stuff. Our right. brain, you might think that your brain is smart and like, I can handle all this shit. You can't. You're not no. supposed to. And Personally, I, can I don't. Crime stuff. I can watch documentaries, but there's a limit for me. For sure. I mean, there's a, there's a rationalization to true crime stuff, which is, you know, the motto of, uh, you know, my favorite murder. Stay sexy. Mm-hmm. Don't get murdered. You're, yep. you're hearing about these instances that these victims are going through in order to smarten yourself up and keep yourself out of these situations not victim blaming but giving yourself survival tips right yeah man it's just i don't get people that watch that shit yeah things like that and those old faces of death videos they don't do anything to educate you it's it's literally just gore porn yeah it's basically you're getting into like snuff films and stuff like that nope yeah yeah, it reminds me of one of Rockstar's, not Rocksteady, one of Rockstar's games from years ago, Manhunt, where like the, the basic premise of the game oh, was yeah. to go around murdering people and filming yourself doing it, I believe, and getting like the best angles and all that shit. And it was like, yeah, I don't want to play this, guys. I'm sorry. I yeah, have I never no played interest. that, but I remember that. I don't, I don't know who put that out, like who published that game, but that was fucked up. It was fucked up. Um, they were putting out a lot of fucked up shit back then. I remember this this top down isometric game called Postal uh, from around that same time that I did play because it was a PC game and it came free with like some type of graphics card that I got. And I'm like, oh, let's yeah. check this out. And that shit was dark. 
Yeah, but like the graphics were different too. I wonder if they're almost limiting themselves just because they're more aware. No. Right. There's a big difference between like Wolfenstein back mm-hmm. then and Wolfenstein now. Where you, oh, they, fuck. I tried to play that newest Wolfenstein game, the yeah. New Order or whatever, and like mm-hmm. they start that game off where they have you kill your dog. Oh, no. Can't do it. Uh, I stopped playing. Yeah. I was too the, traumatized. It fucked me up. Yeah. Dean and I came up with an idea uh, a couple days ago, actually, which is they should just have a, a no no dog kill mode on all video games. Yeah, absolutely. Because I understand they're trying to make it as realistic as possible. They're trying to add a layer of difficulty in some certain situations. And I understand that there are real-world situations where attack dogs are bred to attack you. I get no, no, it. no. This was your character's flashbacks as a child. Oh, man. You are no. a kid. Your parent is forcing you to kill your puppy. Oh, no. Don't want it. Yeah, do it. I was so traumatized by it that I played like five minutes after that happened, and I was like, I can't fucking do this. I'm never yeah. touching this game again. I will kill multiple aliens, demons, yeah, sure. you know, Nazis, whatever. I'll do yeah. it all day long, but not dogs. Can't do it. Mm-mm. No animals, nothing like no kids, nothing like any of that shit. I'm like, no, fuck this. When we played Last of Us Two, I tried so hard to find out if there was a way to avoid taking on those dogs because you know Mm -hmm. they they're trying to get. I'm like, is there a treats option? Is there some type of that didn't bother me as much because they were like guard dogs and shit, and I I just separated it in my brain, but Mm -hmm. I also. I, I actually didn't. I, no, no, no. I didn't separate it in that game as much as I was just like, this game is fucks with your head, and that's the point. Yeah. yeah. Like it's about the brutality of violence and and the cycle of violence and everything like that. So I kind of understood that this is not supposed to be comfortable. And that's in true. a way, kind of separated it for me. Yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, they 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 tell a story in a certain way to <laughs> give you yeah. that type of mind fuck and. Yeah, you know, early on in the game, like you don't want to do it. Right. I mean, early on in the game, they give you an option as you're going around like the little shanty town to like pet a dog, and I think like probably ninety percent of people that play the game do it. You pet the dog. That's a good boy. Exactly. He deserves all the scritches, you know. Mm -hmm. It's a good boy. But yeah, I I just I felt bad every time. (laughs) Oh man. So yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, they suck, and I don't know how they're going to fix this. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, stop. Right. But they've already put all this money into it now. They can't go back. No. I think they should just, not just, but I think maybe they should consider uh, getting some of their trainees on some of these screens. You know, some of the more normal, not hugely muscular looking people, possibly. Yeah. They just look like your average fan. And just put them on some of these screens and have them react to matches as you would hope that they would. Boo the bad guys, cheer the good guys, and yeah. not show their dongs. That's a tall order, but I know. It's so tempting to do it when you're on TV, especially when there are no consequences. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what consequence they could threaten them with either. Like, Yeah, I mean, banning somebody from all future shows, well, somebody else buys your ticket then, and then you just show your yeah. ticket when you come in. What the fuck? What, how is that working? That's just yeah, for show. I don't know. Bleh. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a way that you could do that. I can't come up with anything. Right. <laughs> I don't know, man. 
Anyway, yeah, I'm not going to watch until they figure it out. I would. Uh, no. So I saw Millie Bobby Brown has a new movie coming out. Yeah, I'm intrigued by this. I am too. And I didn't realize that there was a series of books based on Sherlock Holmes's uh, little sister, Enola. Oh, really? I didn't. I thought this was made up. Yeah, this is based on a book series that started like in the early 2000s. And apparently, yeah, it's based on uh, Sherlock Holmes' little sister, and they're trying to solve a mystery. Uh, she's trying to solve a mystery uh, along with her brothers, of course, uh, mm-hmm. Mycroft and Sherlock, of what happened to their mom. I did not know Sherlock had a brother, by the way. Is that, oh. like, canon? Yeah, yeah. That's, I haven't that's read shown a lot of in... Sherlock Holmes. I've only read a couple of stories. Well, I'll, I'll admit, I haven't read a lot of Sherlock either, but just in the movies and the and the uh, shows, like, Mycroft pops up a lot. I don't um, remember that. There was a comic book that, uh, that well, rather, a graphic novel that um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, wrote that was mm-hmm. about Mycroft Holmes. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he's had a really interesting, like, post-basketball career. I admire oh, the hell out of that. wrote for Veronica Mars. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My man is clear. just living the dream. I yeah. mean, Shaq is like buying up racist pizza restaurants, but that's you know that's cool too. Kareem writing comics. Yeah, yeah. Shaq is Shaq is weird career. Yeah. Kareem yeah, is he, a cool career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Shaq. I heard Shaq, but, you he know. got in on the ground floor of Google too. Like he's he did? oh yeah, Shit. good for him. I mean, yeah, he's got it made. There's, well, there's no stopping the shack attack. Definitely a very smart investor and everything like that, from what I've heard and read yeah. about. It. I didn't realize that. He's got a good team of people managing his money at the very least. I'm sure he's, a, he's supposed to be that way too. He's got oh, a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, he's like a Silicon Valley guy. You got to give him credit, man. I mean, he's he's had an amazing life too. He's 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 married two women that a lot of people would consider. Just like their fantasy, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's not even an accomplishment like, oh, yes, I'm doing this to get to the top of the mountain. That's just him being incredibly lucky at love. Mm-hmm. But him starting as a male model and working his way to, like, an amazing acting career and just being a cool individual and just, you know, worthy of marrying cool women in general. I don't know where I'm going with this. Aston Kutcher's pretty cool. Here. This yeah. is very weird. I know. Uh, apparently, he's he's really intelligent though, because he was going to like medical school or some shit like that before becoming a model. And I it was I, I remember reading about it a while back, but yeah, he's he's like, I think he was an investor in Uber early or something like that. And he's got a lot of uh, money and whatnot, and he's literally done like interviews where he's like, my kids aren't getting shit. Like, like <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna teach him to figure things out for themselves. Uh, yeah. So he's got like an old school, like, I guess was raised in like a middle class family. And he's like, no, nah, fuck that. Like, my kids are not going to be that way. And Mila's like a fucking Russian immigrant. And he's like, nope, nope. You're, you're going to get ghoul kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like a lot of those like super rich people are all about just saying, hey, you know, I made it. You kids figure it out. I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't let their, their family become like destitute if things got really yeah. bad. But. I think the bigger thing, I don't know. I I see both sides of it. I see, uh, I don't like the idea of you should struggle. 
because life is about struggle and it, like I'm like and it builds character. I'm like, you know, I don't want anyone to struggle right. that much. I don't like that our society is is like you have to struggle to get to this point. I'm like, why don't to like make your art or whatever? I'm like, why don't we make it so people can when people are like, I want my kids to struggle or whatever, you know, like so, like they need to know struggle. And I'm like, I don't think anyone should know that much of a struggle. I'm like, shouldn't everyone have basic things taken care of? Then they can create art, you know, like I'm not saying they need to be spoiled, but this idea of almost glorifying how horrible your life was hmm. and then you made it or whatever. I'm like, yeah, but some people don't and then they just struggle their whole lives and you act like that's okay. I think, you know, <laughs> funny thing. I've been watching a lot of um, Fresh Prince uh, over these past couple of days. And one of the things that they try to instill during this show is like, okay, yeah, they're a rich family, but they're trying to also teach them the principles of being decent human beings while having all this, this wealth, inheriting all this wealth, basically, living under it. Right. So, you know, there's episodes where they'll have the family go and try to clean up a community and they'll have them, you know, uh, you know, give time at church and that sort of thing. And just just try to encourage them to get jobs and be good people, be decent members right. of society. So I, I get the but idea. You can do that with like while also, you know. Like they like they don't have to struggle or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I I I feel conflicted about it. I do too because you make all this money. Like you wanna you wanna take care of yourself. You wanna live a good life. You wanna right. enjoy your hard work. And at the same time, you also want to teach important lessons, which is hard to do when yeah. you're sitting on a yacht. Uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, let's also state there are definitely hierarchies here. That's true. Um, There are some people that have a lot of money, but you would not know that they have the amount of money that they have. I would guess that probably like an Ashton Kutcher type situation, I doubt they live in like the biggest mansion in the world and have yachts and all that shit, even though he's got a lot of money Mm -hmm. and she's got a lot of money. Right. You know, it's also a matter of this is something that's going to take a lot more time to deconstruct than a five-minute interview with Fallon, you know, when they yeah. ask you, oh, hey, you know, so your kids must love being this rich. And it's like, oh, they, don't, they yeah. don't get any of this money. When in actuality, what you mean is, yes, I am paying for their boarding and their education. Yeah. But when it comes to them getting a giant wall-sized television, I usually say no. Usually. Or anything they want, right. you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little bit more nuanced than you're allowed time for in those short interviews. Right. So. I I think that's a lot of it, too. And then just the idea of saying I'm not leaving anything to them at all. I highly doubt that, you know. There was someone who said they were going to do that. I don't remember who it was. I think maybe Bill Gates. Yeah. I believe he said it at one point. But it's like, you know, you get sentimental in your old age, too. I think that's fucked up. (laughs) If if he actually goes through with that. Yeah, yeah. You know. You have so much money. Leave, like, a million bucks to each of your kids or whatever. (laughs) Like. Why not? Well, this is what I would do. I would at least put them in charge of, of my foundation uh, to do philanthropic work uh, with yeah. the money that I've made over my lifetime to continue the uh, the philanthropy that I've tried to yeah. instill in them, hopefully, throughout my life. 
leading them by example. Like that's that's something yeah. that I would try to accomplish. And of course, there would be yeah. rules set in place of how the money is used, and and you know, I'd want them to have a, a good livelihood. You know, it's almost like hiring your kid to yeah. to work for you post mortem. Yeah, you know, I I would be in the position of like, okay, trying to think through like how much money would they need to live the rest of their lives and be okay, mm-hmm. and then like send all of their kids to school too or whatever. Like, right. so it would be the you know basically the remainder of their lives. I'm like, okay, I I got you covered, um, so that you're not gonna like unless you're a complete fucking idiot and blow all the money, <laughs> you're gonna be good. Until you're, you know, until you die, basically. Yeah, and that's where all those lessons come in. You know, that's where yeah. all the, okay, look, this is, you live to your means. You live to a certain standard of means, not to like, oh, well, you know, good times are never ending. Champagne's always going to be flowing. Let's go ahead and great Gatsby it up. No, don't do that shit. Just, you know, live a life. <laughs> I definitely know people that are fucking stupid about money. They're, they don't have that kind of money, yeah. but they never learned that. And I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, yeah. I struggled. I mean, there was so much struggle within my family growing up with money. So I saw it, like, especially when it became single parent household type situations. So I, I don't get it, personally. These are the type of people that can buy new Lego sets at face value. Without having to go to a raffle or wait for a sale, yeah, I don't trust those people. Without guilt. Without That's guilt. That's the part that I'm like, how do you, how do you buy things without guilt? Just open it up right away. Don't even have to sit there and just like fill the. <laughs> I have, I have never made a big purchase like that. Yeah. Maybe my PlayStation Four or something like that because I waited a really long time to get it. I don't remember, but. Like ninety nine percent of the time, that shit sits there for like a week. Yep. I'm like, I might return it. I don't know. Right. I think my Xbox One sat in a box for probably a yeah. week and a half before I even yeah, messed I around with it. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't know. Do I really need this? Do I need it? What if I have to return it? Can I rationalize <laughs> this purchase? Yeah. Like, what if an emergency comes up? What if I have to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have uh, comments this week. People have. Oh, you know what? Before we move on, I'm sorry. So, uh, Millie Bobby Brown, Sherlock's teen sister, coming to Netflix. Enola Holmes is the name of the movie. Uh, The movie will be coming out at some point in the future. I'm scrolling to find out. You're probably right. We're going to go with your inclination and say September. Because right now, I'm not seeing a release date for it. But, of course, you know, it's just... Yeah, it's all fluid. Thanks a lot, USA Today. Let me know when well, this movie is coming out. That trusted source, huh? What can you do? <laughs> How long has it been since USA Today has been a trusted source for anything? I don't... It's been a long time since I've even gone on USA Today. Yeah. It's like going on Yahoo's homepage. Why? <laughs> September 23rd, 2020. That's the that's the release date. It'll drop. It's like using Ask Jeeves. Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> Who hurt you? You just go to Ask Jeeves to type in Yahoo.com. Yeah. Yep. You go. Wait. You don't even type in Google. You go. You go to Ask Jeeves <laughs> to search for Yahoo. Because <laughs> you know I want to give a little love to Yahoo, not Bing. Fuck Bing. Um, and Ask Jeeves. You know what? 
You were an OG. You were there for me when I needed you the most, Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves sometimes had results that you couldn't get from Yahoo. They knew where to look that Yahoo was afraid to go. Shout out to Jeeves. The dark, the dark internet, dark web. The dark web before the dark web existed. Back when it was yeah. just, you know, sites that were too slow to load. Yahoo didn't want to fuck with them. Jeeves fucked with them, though. Jeeves did fuck with them. <laughs> Shout out to Millie Bobby Brown. September 23rd is when okay. Enola Holmes comes out. I'm glad that she's in a starring role. I'm glad that she gets to use her real accent in a film, in a project. Yeah, um, that's trippy. Like yeah. I hear it, I'm like, oh yeah, that is her accent. Okay. I forgot to mention Henry Cavill is in this film. Helena Bonham Carter. Sam yeah. Clayfin. Clayflin is playing Mycroft. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good cast. Yeah. I think it looks really fun. I think so, too. All right. So, yeah, there's that. We got a few comments this week that we want to talk about. We got we got a late-breaking one here that uh, just came okay. through. Uh, friend of the show, uh, honorary winner of the first-ever Sweet Chili Baby Award, Pauline. She writes in and goes, uh, were you guys fans of the movie Three Ninjas or Surf Ninjas? You might be too young for the original ones, and maybe Matt was older, hey, but they were the mm-hmm. best. Law also watching now. So, look. Never uh, even heard of these. The Three Ninjas movies? No. So it was a franchise. Is. is this a Ninja Turtles thing? I no, don't want to do this. It's, you know what? It's <laughs> real close to Ninja Turtles, though. It was like a, a series of films that came out about these three punk-ass boys that wanted to learn how to do karate, I believe. And, um, you know, appropriated all kind of Japanese culture and just Asian culture in general. But, yeah, um, there was Three Ninjas, Three Ninjas Kick Back. That was a sequel. Then Three Ninjas Knuckle Up. This was like, this was like fucking cotton candy for boys. When you go to the the video store, you go in there, Three Ninjas will be there, be three dudes just kicking at the box, kicking out the box. And you knew fun times were ahead. These movies came out. Just rapid fire, too. They didn't even, like, slow down. They had four of them. 92, 94, 95. Mm, like Air Bud. Yeah. Like, oh, man. That is that. That is an industry in, in and of itself right there. Yes. The, the Air Bud and the Bud movies. And the buddies. Little the babies. Little buddies. <laughs> like, I, as, as you all know, I like to annoy my wife sometimes, a lot of the time. I've tried to stay away from it as we've been in quarantine because in close quarters, I can't really run that fast. So um, one of the things that I did to annoy her one time, we were sitting, I remember this specifically, we're at a Baker Square and I was sitting there just making up sequels to Air Bud and Little Buddies. <laughs> just like <laughs> Air Bud 22, Electric Boogaloo. Air okay. Bud has to save the dance studio. By pulling off some sick moves. <laughs> yeah, just like coming up with all of the plot, too. Yeah. It's like that scene that I've talked about this before on the show. One of my favorite Key and Peel skits was the Gremlins 2 skit. Mm-hmm. Where you're just naming fucking weird Gremlins in the movie. It's in the movie. Like, it's the same thing. Where you're like, Air Buddies. Like, like, you're just going through the list of like, okay, picture it. Tiny puppies in space. <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> Yeah, it's like Air Buddies 5, Super Buddies. Yeah. Why not? That's a real one. That actually happened. Yeah, I was going to say, are they real? (laughs) 
or not. <laughs> so, yeah. Three Ninjas at the time was like just crack for little boys between the ages of eight and I want to say 12. They just loved it. It was fantastic. They were taking on ninjas. They were taking on bad guys. The fourth one even had Hulk Hogan. So it was just like so timely. The sad part is I might have seen these. They might have been something my brother liked, Mm -hmm. but I don't. I don't know. It doesn't sound familiar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think they recast these boys like every other movie, too. I mean, that sounds about right. That's fine. Yeah. But there was also Surf Ninjas, I believe, was a different franchise altogether, but I often got them confused. I I don't know what this is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at the pictures, like just still images or whatever. It just doesn't I, ring. I don't think I ever saw this movie. Were you ever Any the type of kid to watch the Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen directed oh, yes. VHS movies? Uh, yes. Okay, okay. Absolutely. I think... My favorite was Passport in Paris. <laughs> and then I think I like Billboard Dad after that, if I remember correctly. <laughs> See, yeah. yeah. Like, like you, this is a complete blind spot to me, but I feel like these are adjacent franchises. Yeah, that you know? makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I love those Mary Kate. You know, some of them are on Hulu, and I've considered, <laughs> I've considered diving back into that. If you do it live, tweet it. That's all I ask. Yeah, shit, guys. Should I? And I like I have like zero Twitter followers, so you guys need to fucking follow me. Should I live tweet these these old old uh, Mary Kate and Ashley movies? Is that a thing I should do? I will Try make in. you this commitment right now. If you live tweet a Mary Kate. I will live tweet a Three Ninjas. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I just the boy heard... and girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's just happenstance. That's all it is yeah. in this scenario. It's just happenstance. So it's all above board. We're all good. <laughs> yep. So thank you, Pauline, for for offering this opportunity uh, for a potential train wreck. You know what? I just watched Sharknado last week for the first time. So it's all uphill from here. Yeah. I, I just don't care. I, I've seen <laughs> clips of those, and I'm like, I understand this is a thing. Yeah. But like, eh. eh. It's I bad. I'd rather just rewatch The Office again. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even one of those, it's so bad, it's good situations. It's just bad. Sharknado. Right, that's why people liked it in the first place. I think by the by the time they got to the second or the third, um, they started going, okay, we need to add like some type of acknowledgement that we realize how bad this is, you know, within the confines of the film. So it's a little bit more tongue-in-cheek. But yeah, that first one is just like earnestly trying its best. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the th- that's what the genius of it was though, like that it was serious mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh and that it like it, it's an how did this get made type of movie. But once you get into like you're trying to make it like a how did this get made movie, you ruin it. Yeah. Some are able to pull it off, but very few. Yeah, it's it's rare. Yeah. All right. So thanks, Pauline, for writing us on that. Um, <laughs> you let us down an interesting path. Uh, yeah. Now on to Gabby. Gabby says, can y'all talk about how awesome I May Destroy You is and what a gift um, Michelle Cole is. Michaela. I Michaela, think thank you. Yeah, I, I might be wrong. I don't know. Well, I May Destroy You. Um, <laughs> but what a gift this this actress is. Maybe you didn't watch it, but maybe you should. I agree. I should watch it, if only to fully uh, 
figure out how to pronounce this young lady's name. I've, because, I've heard it's intense. Yeah. And I think that's why I've been like, I, I don't I don't want to go down that road. There are a lot of shows that I consume during the workday that I watch because I know it's just like, you know, it's I've all just filler. I've been watching really light shows. Exactly. And that's why I, I'm watching Fresh really, Prince. Yeah. Like, there are certain I've been episodes. watching that show Younger, oh. like a TV land show. Okay. By the guy who created Sex in the City. Oh, That's where I'm at in my life. Hmm. I didn't know he went on to do anything else after Sex in the City. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the longest running show on TV then. Goodness. Okay. I enjoy it. Yeah, there was a TV show, a TV Land show at one point that just had this amazing cast of like old sitcom people that I would just catch glimpses of. And I know it had, um, what's his name? It had Turk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't remember the name of the show, but I, I know what show you're talking about. It wasn't this the show Betty White is, one. is not a three-camera sitcom. Okay. This show is filmed like, uh, you know, an HBO show or whatever. Like, it's it's pretty well done. Um, and I started watching it because it has Sutton Foster, who I love, who's like Broadway, and she was on Bunheads and stuff. And then it has Hilary Duff in it. And I was like, all right. Hilary Duff? Hilary uh, Duff, yeah. Wow. She's still yeah. kicking. Okay, cool. She's um, good. I guess we were talking about spinning her show, like her off on her own show. Do we have some point. TV Land on YouTube? I don't know. I watched this on Hulu. Okay. Oh yeah, you did mention that. Okay. Yeah, I'm like I, because I never come across any like TV Land content in the wild. I would. I think that's a Viacom. So I think it's on there now. Okay. Hmm. I think so. Interesting. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Okay, so I haven't seen I May Destroy You. I've heard great things about it, but it's like one of those I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to navigate that. I don't know right. if I want to navigate that. Right, right. Um, I, right now, at least. I think it's going to be a lot like, except for the supernatural aspect, what I've seen, the previews I've seen of it, it looks like it, it does have like a heavier subject matter, like they're treating it like that. Um, mm-hmm. Lovecraft Country is kind of the same way. I've only seen the first episode of that. I haven't caught up yet. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to. Okay. We'll put it off. We'll put it off. But. Okay. I'm. I I was going to watch it last night and I got working and and forgot. Hey. When when the muse takes you there, you keep going. All right. Yeah. Um, No, I. I, uh, I'm firmly in the camp of. I enjoy this show. Okay. It's a good show. First episode. It's, It's weird, but, you know, I didn't expect it to not be weird. You need that, and it's it's what I it's what I thought last week when I said I'm not going to talk about it yet. You need that second episode to complete the experience okay. of the intro. Okay, yeah, it did feel incomplete for right. sure. Right. I mean, it was good. It was a good hour of television, definitely. But yeah, it's one of those shows where I almost wish I'd waited until it was done to just like uh, you know marathon it to binge it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that's always tempting. Mm-hmm. So, I May Destroy You was on the list. I hear the season finale is happening this week. It may be on as we're recording this now. But um, it's it's something, it's, it's a carrot for me to keep watching HBO. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out when it's uh, all wrapped up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Michael Randolph chimed in as well saying, um, so I took it as a given that we were going to hear y'all's thoughts on Battinson trailer that dropped this week yeah no specific suggestions though just wanting to listen oh we we're we're talking battinson now oh yes yes battinson so for those that listened last week i said i wasn't going to enter the fandom and you know what i didn't 
and I don't I feel didn't like either. I just caught the stories after. Exactly. I didn't. I don't feel like I missed anything. What I heard from people that did go to the different panels and go in mm-hmm. for the whole like immersion experience, they said it was an enjoyable thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I didn't have any desire to go in there myself. Uh, but we did get a lot of interesting news and trailers out of it that was reported on other websites. So I feel comfortable talking about that. I definitely yeah. watched the Batman trailer. Yes, I enjoyed the Batman trailer. As did I. You know, that um, Robert it, Pattinson. It's very emo. I, yeah. I made a joke on Twitter that it is basically the Helena video from My Chemical Romance. <laughs> I stand by it. Yeah. And then I ended up, I think I ended up posting it on the Lex and Matt stuff because I thought it was so funny. I'm, I, I, I was like, I don't care if I'm the only fucking person laughing at this. I find this hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I think it looks really well done. Hearing him do the Batman voice for the first time sounds good. Doesn't sound cheesy. Like, you know, we're always worried it's gonna be the gravelly, fake shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think they did a good job. There were some interesting choices they made with the uh, the costume designs uh, going from Batman all the way down the line. I mean, you know, we've seen images of uh, Battinson already, usually in that red hue. We finally mm-hmm. got to see some footage of him without that, that daredevil uh, light mm-hmm. above him. Yeah, he's straight up got that gun metal as the Bat logo yeah. on his chest. Like, that's legit. Yeah. Yeah, I just amazing. it's so tactical. They always make Batman like now like so grounded, and I'm like, oh, but he could be a, like he could he could wear you know some something different. I don't know, whatever. My friend, I've got some comic suggestions for you because I've been uh, catching up on some Batman books recently. Oh, they're they're getting into weird shit again. The Batman, cool. Oh man, so just a, a quick aside. They finally released that long delayed uh, comic, The Three Jokers. I don't know what that is. So it's it's a story that uh, is published under DC's Black Label, which is for more they're more serious books now. So it's like a, it's halfway it's between. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's halfway between DC and Vertigo. So it takes the okay. DC characters, but it has the edge of of the Vertigo stories. So it's like early Vertigo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this story. It, it basically takes the idea that the entire time Batman has been um, fighting Joker, there's been more than one of them. And Ooh, that makes sense. He recently found this out. Like in the mainline DC books, uh, there was an Easter egg like around the middle of the whole New 52 run that he mm-hmm. got in, into one of the, uh, I forget what they're called, uh, some some amazing chair that gives you all the knowledge of the universe he sat in this chair okay. and he wanted to know like what's the identity of who what is the identity who who is the joker basically he wanted to know like who was this man what's his what's his origin and uh the chair was like which one and he was like gasp you know mm. so the story the story starts you with that knowledge so it's it's giving you the idea that the joker that Killed Jason Todd is different from the Joker that shot Barbara Gordon, which is different than the Joker that Batman has been fighting like since the very beginning. Hmm. And yeah, that the first issue came out and it is nutso. So yeah, hmm. it's it's out there now. Um, but back to Batson, it's it's a gritty take on it, 
but I love the Detect- way more detective take. Too, yes, I think. yeah, it, it, it's 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 amazing to me how reporters are trying to not trying to, but just acting like the Nolan movies didn't exist at all at this point. They're like, oh, yeah, this is a lot different than the Adam West Batman. No fucking shit it is. It's yeah. We've had so much Batman lore over the years. I mean, you're skipping over Batfleck. You're skipping over Michael Keaton. Like, what are you, yeah. what are you doing? You're going I, all the way back. Yeah, you're acting like this is the first gritty Batman film we've ever seen. They're yeah. all gritty to a degree. Even the, the Keaton ones are. Oh, yeah. I mean, by yeah, design. Much credit to... They're more cartoony gritty, but yeah. I mean, in retrospect, yes, absolutely. Yes, um, that's that's true. Yeah, I mean, like the, the, the Keaton one, yeah, that was like, all right, Batman's dark again after so many years of living in the shadow of the Adam West TV show and just being, like, considered goofy over time. Right. Um, then they kind of toned it down with the Val Kilmer and the, you know, George Clooney stuff, obviously. Right. But... I just, I don't know, man. Like, how can you just, like, deny all of the Batman media we've had over the years? It's like it's in your face. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, okay. That just got under my skin. But, yeah. I, no, I, I, I understand. I, I I can't even, like, begin to to point, like, to, to figure out what kind of shitty reporting that is. Yeah. Like, it's terrible. I liked the uh, the trailer so much. I liked the the pacing of it. I liked the song choice with that yeah. uh, really just like drudging Nirvana song, something in the way. Yeah. It was so yeah, perfect. That was great. The yeah. the not to get on the Justice League trailer, but oh, like just, just real quick, uh, yeah. that song was fucking terrible. I hate that song already, and for them to use that song for that trailer, I don't I don't love that song. Um, I'm I'm not. You know, I, I think it has been used maybe once or twice on film that was good, but they use it way too much. I mean, they should have just retired it after Shrek, but, you know. Yeah, I yeah. no, I agree. I'm done with it. Yep. And that, it just, it was bad. Yep. Anyway, continue. Yeah, I agree. The Nirvana was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And that fits, like, which, by the way, I just thought of this. Like, who would play a great Kurt Cobain? Yeah. <laughs> Robert Pattinson, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. between Batman, Kurt Cobain, and Resident Evil's Leon Kennedy, yeah. Pattinson's got roles lined up. Just yeah. come on through, buddy. These. Get all these roles. Yep. I'm excited for this movie. I didn't think I was going to be, but here we are. Very excited. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I thought I was going to be on board, but... And, you know, that trailer was a lot of content... Considering they were only a small percentage of the way into filming. Yeah. And they had to stop because of COVID. I hope what they did is something that I've been asking for for a long time. I think I've even brought it up on the show a couple of times, too. Just to film footage for the trailer when you begin filming. Just to yeah, get that might've. out there. They might have, yeah. I hope so. And just none of that's in I the mean, movie. it's expensive to do that, though. Yeah. So, you have to factor in they're already making an expensive movie and then yeah. to add extra days and extra production and, you know, things to fake you out. Like when Marvel did that, that CG that, you know, to fake you out for Avengers, uh, like Hulk being, you know, everything like that. That I mean, that costs some money. I can understand why they don't do that. Yeah. So that was, in my opinion, probably the best trailer uh, of yeah. the of the whole thing. 
the worst trailer, funny enough, is not even the, the Justice League Snyder Cut. It's, um, in my opinion, the uh, the Black Adam trailer animatic. I didn't see that. I must have missed that one. You didn't miss much. It was basically just narration by The Rock mm-hmm. talking about, talk in character, talking about, you know, his journey as Black Adam. But it's set to um, animation that's done in the same vein uh, as the endings for, like, the Injustice games. Mm, you know, yeah. just like a still image that they kind of turn into a motion comic sort of thing, you know? It just didn't, it didn't wow me at all. But the yeah. rumor, the rumor about the film is actually pretty exciting. You know, um, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Henry Cavill returning to the role of Superman. The rumor is, is that he's going to be the, uh, antagonist in the Black Ooh. Adam film. That could be fun. That could be fun. It, it would definitely turn the whole thing on its head. But it's already strange enough not having him fight Shazam, but I know thematically, you know, where Zachary Levi is with his character right now, it would be a sharp turn for him to yeah, fight somebody like that. Yeah, you might want to build up to that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got to get out of that wackiness before he can fight Black Adam, I think, or at least, you know, tone down Black Adam a little bit. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that could be interesting. Um, yeah, the Justice League trailer was okay, but, like, you know, you're just seeing recycled stuff. Yeah. For the most part. Uh, the music was terrible. Oh, so bad. Uh, the suicide, uh, the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad got a lot of love, uh, yeah. on Saturday. Not only with the, uh, with the debut of the, uh, I want to say, yeah, okay, so the game footage. Right. Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, which is the, uh, the Rocksteady game that we touched on last week. But also, uh, revealing who the characters are going to be in the, uh, the James Gunn movie mm-hmm. that's going to be happening. So a lot of these characters, I'll be the first to admit, I don't know who the hell they are. Same. And this is where we were with, this is where we were with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Which is fine. And, you know, I think that's probably better for him. Less pressure. Yeah. Especially because like in the first one, there was a distinct lack of suicide in the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause they all, the, the, the idea of Suicide Squad, for those that didn't see the first film or aren't familiar with the books, is that these are criminals that are trying to shave time off of their, um, off of their, their, their prison time. Mm-hmm. But if they get out of line, there's like a bomb implanted in their necks that will explode just kind of as a, uh, you know, a fail safe. Right. Because so they're I think dangerous criminals. we're going to be losing a lot of these characters right off the bat. Yeah, he he also made a big roster, which is smart. Yeah, yeah. So King Shark is in there. Um, John Cena's playing somebody named Peacemaker, which is like a really aggressive Captain America-looking guy. Yeah. With guns. Uh, you got, like, Polka Dot Man. You got Nathan Fillion playing a character, TDK. One of those big actors that we know is going to die within, like, the first five minutes. Oh, totally. Michael Rooker's in there with a terrible wig. I'm thinking he's going to mm-hmm. go. He's got to go. Yeah. But yeah. I'm proud of my boy Nathan Fillion. He's finally, finally getting in a superhero movie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> after all this time, after being, like, left on the cutting room floor for so long. It's about time. Yeah. The true Nathan Yeah, I, I think it looks like fun. Yeah. I'm ready for it. Uh, other video game news, uh, Gotham Knights 
they finally revealed is going to be that happening. Cool. It does. Uh, you and I were talking about that a little bit, and it looks like it's going to let you switch between the, the, the Batman family characters in the same way that, like, Grand Theft Auto V will let you switch between the main protagonists as well. Mm-hmm. I'm just so, going to play Babs. <laughs> I'm going to play Robin at the very least to figure yeah. out which one he is. Because really, the uh, costume could go either way. It could be Damien, it could be Tim. It's hard to tell. I thought it was supposed to be Tim, but I I didn't actually pay attention to that. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, Damien's more popular at this point, right? I think so. And I, I don't even think that's just because Damien's like a better character. I think it's because they give Damien way more exposure now than they do Tim. Tim's kind of like pushed to the side ever since the, uh, the new 52, you know? Yeah, I mean, Damien is a way better character, so... You think I, so? I mean, I personally am more intrigued by him. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot more story to tell with him, I think. Yeah. yeah. As far as Tim goes, they did a lot of damage to him when they tried to, like, force him into being Batman Beyond at one point. Yeah. Like, that didn't make a whole lot of sense. And the execution was kind of, you know, stumbled right out the gate. Yeah, I think that um, the ranking is... Obviously, Jake Grayson is number one. Yeah. And then I would say Damien. And then Jason and Tim is at the bottom. I guess I would go I go Dick, Tim, Damien, and then Jason. Oh, And okay. I think I, I ranked Tim so high because he was the Robin when I was, like, really getting into comics, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was around during the time of Wally being Flash and Kyle being Green Lantern. To be honest, I'm I'm kind of, like, between Jason and Tim, I'm like, eh, it's a toss-up, whatever. Yeah. I just don't like Jason because he's kind of a dick. And they did a lot... Dick. Yeah. They, <laughs> ironically. And they did a lot to make him more like Dick Grayson. Like, when he mm-hmm. was first Robin, they didn't really do a lot to differentiate. Uh, you know, same costume That's and everything. That's why everyone killed him. Yeah, well, rumor has it it was this one guy that just had auto dial who was just voting oh, that's over and awesome. over. You know? Oh my god! He <laughs> just gamed the system, but he's that's pretty cool because he was so selfish. He gave us a lot of good stories over the years, as far as like you know his legacy and bringing him back and everything. So yeah, man, it's turned into a comic podcast all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> <It did. laughs> I think there's anything else that I saw from the DC. I didn't, like I said, I didn't watch it. I just caught the headlines. We talked about the Wonder Woman trailer. That looks really good. Um, I love that Kristen Wiig is the villain. I think that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, Greg Berlanti, one thing mm-hmm. we didn't discuss, Greg Berlanti has been very vocal about the idea that they will bend over backwards to get uh, our boy in the Flash movie if they want him in it. Oh yeah, there was there was flash news. So uh yeah, that movie's gonna be crazy. They confirmed Affleck's gonna be in it. Yeah. Affleck coming out of bat retirement to put on the cow once again. I think he wanted to leave. You said you don't think he wanted to leave or you do? No. No, I don't think he wanted to leave. I think the biggest problem was they didn't want to give him control of the Batman movie. Yeah. And he's going through those al- that alcoholism and, and issues and getting sober again. They did dangle that carrot. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they did dangle that carrot in front of him to get him to play Batman in the first place. 
it was that he would be able to write and direct the Batman film, the solo film. And yeah, that just kind of fell apart. Once I think a lot of his personal stuff um, led him to kind of be like, no, we're taking this away from you. Yeah. And then he got pissed. It sounds like there's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes with these movies. Yeah. I really want the best for him, man. You know? Yeah. I mean, I fuck Ezra Miller, but there's so much good stuff going on around this movie now. Uh, after it just seemed That's like the so. Problem, man, I don't want Ezra Miller playing right? his character anymore. All they, they gotta do... I really think they fucked up by not firing him. Man, you know, I just fuck. We got Michael Keaton on the line. We got Ben Affleck. We got a potential Grant Gustin appearance. Yeah. Ah, come on. Anyway. No. Oh. I, I think, I mean, I'd like to see it. Uh, I was amazed that he was in the the crisis. So, who knows? Berlanti tried to say that the CW's multiverse is gone now, which I really don't buy. Yeah. Uh... I mean, they're all, well, not all, but a lot of them are on the same Earth now. But Stargirl's yeah, still... Yeah, I, I think that was the point. Like, let's just mold everything into one so we don't have to worry about all this wonky crossover shit yeah he took all the toys he wanted under one umbrella yeah well the the ones that he could get anyway because obviously he can't get doom patrol because it's on hbo max can't get titans because it's on dc universe um star girl is technically on uh dc universe but it also airs on uh cw so yeah that stuff who knows yeah uh, yeah, I mean, that could be interesting. I'd like to see that. I, you know, it would be really cool to see Stephen Amell do that, though. As much as I love, like, I I understand it's Flash, and, like, you want Flash in the movies, but, like, so much of this came from that first character, and, like, I don't know. That'd be kind of sweet to have him in a cameo. There was Flash. a... Yes, it would really be cool. I would, I would love to see it just because I, I like, I like him. We talked about I, it. Yeah, I think the Flash cameo, Grant Gustin Flash cameo, is more likely though. Yeah. One more thing of note that happened: there was a surprise panel um, where they announced that <laughs> Static is going to start production. Uh, oh yeah. Start, you know, the popular cartoon back in the day. Is it a TV show or a movie? It's going to be a movie, apparently. Okay. It's going to be written by Reggie Hudlin, who uh, wrote a ton of comics back in the day. Of course, he was the uh, the um, head of BT for a long stretch of time as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was he was probably best known as uh, the writer for Black Panther. Once upon a time, so he's teaming up with DC uh, to restart Milestone as its own brand, uh, along with um, Dennis Cowan. And uh, they even had Phil Lamar, who was the voice of Static uh, on the animated series long ago. They keep referring to him as Static Shock in all of the uh, the media that I've been seeing. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they're going to just pull like a Shazam and just start referring to him as Static Shock because so many people already do. That's what I thought his name was. Yeah, exactly. You know, but it's just Static and the show was Static Shock. Oh, OK. Yeah. 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 So I didn't know that. I think to cut down on confusion, they're just going to go, yeah, his name's Static Shock. It's fine. (laughs) 
So Mr. yeah, Shock. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Shock, if you're nasty. So yeah, that's a lot of DC news. Um, yeah. Some of it might happen. <laughs> so we'll see yeah, what goes it seems, on. It, I mean, overall, I think it seems pretty promising. Yeah. Michael Randolph, thank you for uh, writing in on that. Yeah. Um, we don't have a traditional wall of weird this week, but I will no. share something with you that is very odd and very okay. weird. Okay. So <laughs> this is kind of, this is, I'm trying to find the email here. Okay. So, yes. I bought a mask off of Amazon, as many of us have in these past several months. Okay. Because um, my, my, my trusty mask, and I've been replacing the filters of, you know, as, as needed, fell mm-hmm. apart. I needed something yeah. immediately. I needed something that was going to fit my face. I have yeah. a very big face, and I have a large chin and a beard. I have, I have small face, and I have yeah. struggled in the opposite way. Of See? This, this mask no work. You feel my pain. You understand. Yeah. So yeah. I needed something just right, you know. So I bought this mask. didn't quite work out. Um, I went ahead and I laundered it, immediately put it back in the zip, zip up container and I returned. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't right. need this. Uh, get out of my house. Right. I wrote a review for it. The problem with it was it was, it had no elasticity whatsoever. Like right. most of the masks that you get that are, that are cloth also have some type of elasticity to like form around your, your face. Yes. This thing was like poking straight out almost like one of those, uh, it was like a beak. Almost, yeah. you know, like yeah. one of those those plague masks. Um, yeah, that's what they were going for. You no, know, I, I, if they were, it'd be cool, but unfortunately not. Mm-hmm. So I, I wrote an honest review. I took pictures and everything, okay. and I put it on Amazon. And I gave them a two-star review because, you know, one star is way too harsh. And I feel like a lot of the, uh, the, the systems, the ranking systems, they don't even count one-star reviews because they feel like people are just mean and have a vendetta. So two-star yeah. is the lowest okay. I'll go, you know. So I wrote an honest review. I said, not for me, no elasticity, didn't really fit my face, I have a bigger face, everything I just told you. Okay. I got this letter, I got this email. Oh, no. From a Gmail account. Um, oh, no. Eight days ago. Now, this is like maybe a week or two after I wrote the review. It goes, letter of apology to my dear Amazon customer friend. Oh, God. Dear M. Peters, thank you for your recent purchase of Customer reviews are important to us. I, I didn't just not read that. They just didn't put the actual item Okay, in okay. Customer reviews are important to us, and we value your response. Please let us know how we may assist you to resolve the issue you have experienced. This Sorry. is a robot. Yeah, probably. But the robot's name is Desiree Curry. Sorry for the inconvenience, and thank you for giving us the opportunity to rectify the matter. Then, in red, it says, could you delete the bad review? Please. Oh, that's a thing that apparently they've been trying to do, get people to delete bad reviews. Yeah, and they, they sweetened it a little bit. It goes, we will give you a $15 Amazon card as compensation. You can apply to this SMS request. You should not be allowed to do that. That's fucked up. They shouldn't. So you know what I did? Mm-hmm. I took a screenshot of this email. Oh, my God. And I updated my review. Oh. And I let them know. And I didn't change the stars because, again, I didn't want to, like, you know, have it go under the radar. I wanted them yeah. to know, like, I'm dissatisfied, but now I'm having fun. Let's see. Now you're so, being petty. Now I'm being petty. So I'm like, hey, guys, just an update. Uh, they're trying to bribe me to take this review down. So do with that information what you will. The price is now $100. <laughs> you have 24 hours. <laughs> so... 
seven days ago, around the oh. same time. Standing in your point of view, I understand you, and I know it from my own experience, too. When you buy something on Amazon in anticipation and it doesn't work out, that kind of yeah. makes sense. Are you willing to help me to delete your review? Because the reviews are always outdated. We are a growing company, but the reviews are static. So I beg you to give us a chance. Or oh do you have God. any idea that we will try our best to satisfy you? I'm sorry Ooh. to bother you. Looking forward to your reply. So I haven't responded to any of these messages, mind you. I'm just getting them, and they just will not stop. For the past eight days, I've gotten an email every single day. What? All from Desiree Curry 1996 Dude. at gmail.com. Dude, you need to report this to Amazon. They're harassing customers. They totally are. But here we That's go. That's not right. They're not. So three days ago, hi, this is the boss. Confessed to my task. I don't know what that means. Oh, my um, God. If you don't mind, could you help me remove the review? We are now willing to give you a $30 Amazon gift card as a refund. I really appreciate your help. Guys, this mask costs $10. What the fuck? And they are now up to $30. This was three days ago. So You're last night. Profit. Yeah. <laughs> last night they go, hi, I'm sorry to trouble you again. Oh, if my God. If you don't God. mind, could you help me remove the review? We will give you $40. Regardless of the outcome, I sincerely hope to hear from you. Here's how to remove. Click this link. If you have deleted your review, please tell me, and I will give you your gift card within 12 hours. You need to report these people, this company or whatever, because they are crazy. They are. I mean, $40, they're trying to bribe me to take a review down for is a mask. That, is that review that bad? No, like, I, I basically told on. you verbatim. and. When I write a review like this, I'm not trying to be mean or anything. I'm just How trying to... How do they get your email, too? Yeah. Do they that's... get your... Is Amazon just giving them your contact information? Well, you know, when you buy third-party items from Amazon that are still shipped from Amazon, but they're provided from, like, a third party, like, a lot of times I'll get a survey or something like that in my okay. email. That's not yeah. out of the ordinary. But yeah. for them to use the email to this extent... Over and over and over That's, like this. I think they're probably abusing uh, some sort. Of, they're they're violating some sort of rule with Amazon. Some they type of terms to. and services. Yeah, it's yeah. There's no rough. way they're allowed to do that. Or alternate idea, Amazon's trying to trick me to see if I'll fall for this by trying to give me a forty dollar Amazon gift card, and they're trying to see if I'm on the level. Okay, <laughs> so if that I hold sounds out, like some conspiracy bullshit. <laughs> I mean, this is so not. wild. I've never it, been harassed like this before by a seller see, on that Amazon. Freak me out because it's like you don't know who it's from, and it's just like I, I don't, I don't know anything about this. I would have blocked that email a long time ago and reported them. So yeah, it's nine forty-two right now, Central Time. The last one came a day ago at nine thirty-six. They're late with today's message. Okay, yeah. So we'll see oh, what happens. But yeah, I'll screenshot this so you guys can see. Um, yeah, I literally just said, just oddly made all around. No elasticity and sits oddly on my face. Two stars. Don't get this one. Yeah. It's not mean. It's honest. It doesn't matter if it's mean. They shouldn't be harassing you over a, like, they're, they're a company. Yeah. <laughs> it's not be harassing you over a review. If you want a better review, make a better product and get more reviews. Right. So that's my own personal wall of weird this week. That is really fucking weird. You win. Yeah. You win. Mm. Well, I guess that's enough for this evening. Yeah. 
We've had a good conversation. I've enjoyed talking to you as always. Oh yeah. Always always a pleasure, even <clears throat> though you talked about wrestling. It was actually good this time. See, when I talk about wrestling, I understand not to talk about the actual wrestling. I talk about yeah. the pageantry around True. it. Yes. True. I like the drums. I just don't like anything else involved with it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm here for the drums, yes. Yes. All right, folks, we hope you enjoy the drums as well. We hope you mm-hmm. enjoyed listening to us talk about every single little bit of Batman news that we learned this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hope you turn in again next time. Uh, follow us on all the social medias. Check out our Patreon for the mini episodes. And stay tuned for all kind of cool stuff coming down the pipeline. Yeah, yeah, Legit. we got cool cool things always in motion. I don't know what the word, right word is. Right. Oh, you mentioned Ryan earlier. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Turtle Soup. Shout out to Turtle Soup. Thank you. All right. And on that note, I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. 